Today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 453, can Jesse and Becky in Iowa retire now at age 52? Should Robert and his wife file their taxes separately to pay less tax on their required minimum distributions? Can Joe and Big Al validate Mike in Minnesota's retirement plan? And does a backdoor Roth make sense for him? How in the world will Mike in New York be able to retire at a reasonable age? And what will retirement income look like for Marty in San Diego? If you've got money questions or want a retirement spitball analysis of your own, visit yourmoneyyourwealth.com and click Ask Joe and Big Al on air. I'm producer Andy Last and here to spitball on all of these questions, not to give recommendations or advice, mind you, are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. Hey, Andy, Joe, Big Al, thank you for the fantastic podcast. Looking for a spitball on my retirement readiness using fake names. We got... Jesse and Becky from Iowa. Andy, you picked those names? No, they did. And the funny oh. thing is halfway through the email, they switched back to their real names. So I had to change them back to Jesse and Becky. Well, uh, well good right. thing you read it. All right. Here, uh, yeah, at least one of us did. <laughs> so we are both 52, y'all. All right. We are recently empty nesters with three daughters. Our youngest just went off to college, which is fully funded through a 529. Uh, 529. Our, our middle daughter just graduated college, uh, started working full time, and is nearly off our payroll. Nearly sounds like Big Al. Our oldest, oh, is, they're, they're never 100%. <laughs> our oldest is a special needs daughter, uh, living independently, and will have a special needs trust established and will be funded at the time of our death. Um, her day to day living expenses are covered. Our current income is around $200,000 a year, and we're putting $25,000 into our traditional retirement accounts. Our annual expenses, not including health insurance and taxes, are $86,000 per year. We want to retire right now. All right. They're 52 years old. Right. Well, they're done. They're, yeah, it's it's enough already. <laughs> Betsy and Betsy and Jesse or Jesse and Jesse Betsy. and Becky. <laughs> okay. They're, they're over it. They're done. So... <clears throat> In retirement, they need to increase their living expenses a little bit. They want to travel. They got some health care. So let's plan on $125,000. In looking at the Social Security calculator, without any future contributions, Jesse would be eligible for $3,200 a month at age 67. Becky would be eligible at $1,600. We assume that in today's dollars, we have no mortgage uh, and we have no other debt. Here's the breakdown, Big Al, of assets. They got cash of three hundred thousand, retirement accounts two mil, Roth accounts four hundred thousand, and they got after-tax brokerage account of another nine hundred thousand dollars. Jeez, Louise, we got some <laughs> big heavy hitters here this week. We do. We got some fat wallets already. All right, we got a little HSA account thirty-five hundred. Got a college fund of hundred and thirty. So let's just skip that. We got nine plus three, one, two, three. What do you have? Three point five, three point six. Yep, three and a half. Let's go with. All right, let's call it there. Three and a half. Congrats at fifty-two years old. That's, that's amazing. Pretty, pretty yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Al, do you have uh, three point six when you were uh, fifty-two years old? Uh, no, I did not. You know, because you had 8.6. <laughs> well, as you recall, at 52, I had a lot of real estate that wasn't doing so well back then. Oh, yeah. 52, you were probably, that was 08. That was, yeah, those were tough times, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would 
gladly have been Jesse and Becky at 52. Uh, our asset allocation sits at 8% cash, 6% bonds, 86% equities. Jesse drives a 2017 Acura NDX, and Becky drives a 2019 Cadillac. All right. Well, XT5. I like the new caddies. Uh, we appreciate your spitball regarding our readiness to retire today. Um, okay, you got 3.6, you're 52 years old. Um, I, yes. I think you're so looking I, pretty good. Yeah, also, so I did the math, I did the math, Joe. I mean, if the, if they want to spend 125 and they got three and a half, that's a 3.6% distribution rate, which is normally a little bit higher than we want for a 52 year olds. However, pretty good social security, right? So you know, it may it may be it may be pretty darn close. If if it were me, I would probably work two or three more years just to kind of cement this in a little bit better. But I, I think it's pretty close. Um, yeah, or they could work part time. They could do exactly, or they a- or, or they could spend what they're currently spending and do it immediately. Right, eighty six thousand right. yeah. is what it, they're spending it, right now. But they got healthcare costs that, that that's going to probably put a pinch yeah. on. Um, you know, maybe they travel every other year. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, I mean, there's, there's lots of ways to do it. And even retiring now with what you want to spend, it's pretty close. I, I just, uh, if I was set on that spending me personally, I would work a few more years, I think. All right. Also, would you recommend, no, we don't recommend anything. (laughs) We're going to get in trouble here, big Al. Yeah, I know. This is not, we're, we're not giving advice. This is not recommendation. This is us just sitting at the bar, having a couple pops, talking about, hey, what do you think? I would love to retire. Can I retire? And then Al and I just kind of whip out our calculators. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're pretty close. Yeah, 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 you're pretty close. And then, you know, (laughs) then they retire and then they run out of money. And next thing you know, we get sued. Yeah. It's like, what, what up? You said 18 years ago, I could retire. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, I was, (laughs) I was Jesse and Becky. Um, I don't know if you remember me. We changed our names. So our real names are. Something else. Um, so they're, they're asking about Roth conversions in the years in early retirement. Well, so this is where it's going to get a little bit tricky. Yes. I think for, on the surface, I think it makes a lot of sense to do Roth conversions because you could get your tax bracket really, really low because they have a brokerage account. The issue with the brokerage account, they also gave us cost basis. So congratulations there. Right. The level of detail we're getting today is by far the best we've seen in years. It's good. And it was done in less than a page. Yes. <laughs> and so the, the brokerage account is $900,000 with a basis of four. Right. So let's say if they start depleting some of the money from the overall brokerage account, they might be able to stay in that 0% tax bracket. Because if you stay in the 10%, 12% tax bracket from a federal level, your capital gains are zero. So if they start doing Roth conversions, that's going to kick their tax bracket up and capital gains sits on top of ordinary income, which will then make those capital gains taxable versus tax-free. So they got to be careful with Roth conversions here too, if they're going to live off the non-qualified accounts, which they'll have to at age 52. Yeah, that, no question about that. I mean, the top of the 12% bracket for a married couple is about 90,000. Plus you get a standard deduction you know, of about 25. So let's, let's call it one fifteen thousand roughly of income. If you, if you don't really have much income because you're not taking anything out of the IRAs, which you wouldn't yet, right? Because you're, you, you can't, you're not 59 and a half. And so you live off your brokerage account and you could actually sell some of those stocks. You could sell about $115,000 of gain, less any other income you might have, I guess, from what other source and then, and pay zero taxes on that capital gain. So it might be an opportunity to 
kind of get not only live uh have your living expenses without taxes but also get things rebalanced so that you know you're appropriately uh, invested for the future yeah so it, so it's, it's kind of i was just gonna say it's kind of either or either you do that or you do roth conversions you don't really do both in the same year and so in, in, on the surface here right Again, these are just pitfalls. Giving the numbers, we have no idea what they're invested in, how they're going to continue to invest, how are they going to create the income, how are they going to take the money out? Because you're going to have to combine a couple of these different strategies to put the puzzle together, right? It's a lot more, I think, complex sometimes than we make it sound. Just by hey, yeah, four percent sounds good. Go for it. Pat you on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then they're 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 thinking they got this savings account. They got a long-term savings account at 2% five right. years ago. And, and it's we're, like, yeah, we're running calculations at six, <laughs> six and a half. And it's like, yeah, it's oh, like, I didn't hear that. Whoops. Whoopsie, whoopsie. So, yeah, that's, that's why it's, it's important to re-emphasize. This is spitballing. We don't really have all the facts. We, we have zero facts. We have a couple of numbers on an email that you send us. So, right, right. Um, well, they enjoy listening to the show as a native Minnesotan. Yeah. I could tell, right? They like the Windsor. Or no, sure. it's Windsy. What's what's it called, Andy? Wisers. Wisers. I'm gonna JP Wiser. Wisers. All right. Appreciate Joe's reference to the homeland. Thanks again for an entertaining and widely informative podcast. All right. Hopefully that helps. Take our retirement pop quiz in the podcast show notes to test your knowledge about retirement. Then download the retirement readiness guide to learn the secrets to controlling your taxes in retirement, creating income to last a lifetime, making the most of your retirement investing strategy, and much more. These plays are going to boost your retirement readiness despite the uncertainties of market volatility, inflation, rising healthcare costs, and the future of Social Security and Medicare. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app, go to the show notes, take the retirement pop quiz and download the retirement readiness guide for free. Then tap the share button to share the podcast, the quiz and the free resources with your family, friends and colleagues. We got hello, Andy, Joe, Big Al. Found your podcast about four months ago after listening to many others and I've learned so much. All right. What have you learned? How much we like talking about beverages. Alcohol. (laughs) That we do. Dogs. (laughs) Dogs. Uh, I love that you guys get into the weeds with listener questions, and I love the humor. All right. Thank you very much. I drive a 2020 BMW X3, and we have an aging little rescue dog named Lily. I turned 72 next month and would appreciate a little spitball in any advice. We don't give advice, Robert. Uh, We'll do a little spitball for you. And where my wife and I are at with our retirement, and what pitfalls can we avoid? I wish... I discovered your podcast five years ago. My accounts consist of a brokerage account of $51,000 in a Roth. $48,000 or brokerage account of 51, Roth of 48, rollover of 235, and another IRA that's in a three year, I believe, fixed annuity at around 600 grand. Yeah, total of a million. All right, all that um, fidelity. Sounds good. Also, sixty thousand dollars in a high yield savings. Um, I'm working a few days a month, making one to two thousand dollars a month. He works one to two days a month and makes a couple thousand yeah. bucks a day. Yeah, I've, I've I called him up. I've just joined his firm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hiring there, brother. <laughs> uh, but want to retire by the end of this year? Why would you retire if you work one day a month and make a thousand bucks? Or two. Or two thousand. Yeah. I mean, I would. It, It'll keep you young, Robert. Yes. 
Um, I'm getting about $38,000 in Social Security. My wife has $15,000. Oh, now we got to add these up. My wife has $15,000 in a brokerage account, $115,000 in a Roth, $179,000 in uh, IRA, $292,000 in a managed brokerage account. Six hundred k Okay, six hundred. Yep. She's got a pension of $4,000 a month from a teacher's retirement. All right, so what's that? $48,000 a year? Yep. Uh, she also gets $186 a month from Social Security. We also have $30,000 in I-bonds. We are told we can pull 10% from the annuities without penalties prior to maturity in two years. Next year, I turn 73, wife turns 72, and I will have to take RMDs. I converted about $30,000 this year to my Roth. From my uh to my Roth from my IRA, and I'm doing about forty two hundred dollars in QCDs to our church. My head spins when I think about all the nuances and strategies involved in making the right decisions regarding retirement, and would appreciate any advice regarding our situation. My head is spinning just reading this email, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> all right, like, so that's what are the questions? I don't even know. Is are they coming? I think yes. they're coming. All right, Next. here we go. Number one, can my wife get spousal security if she has a teacher's pension? Uh, yes and no. It's going to be significantly reduced. So yeah, yeah, um, I would say I'd say probably very little, not much. Right. I mean, I think she's already claiming her own benefit, which is one hundred eighty-six dollars a month with a four thousand uh, dollars Sturge pension uh, or teacher's retirement pension. So uh, no, uh, I think she's good. Number two, are there any tax advantages to filing separately rather than jointly regarding taxes? When I retire in three months, my only income would be Social Security. We get this question often. We, we do. And the answer is it depends on what state you live in. So let me answer. If you're in a community property state like our state, California, and I think there's 11 or 12 others, then no. Community property state, you have to report half of each other's income and you end up paying more tax. Now, in a non-community property state, it may be. I think what you have- you Only have on the state level, not necessarily on the federal level, right? No, fe no federal level too. I'm okay. on both. In other words, you file two different returns for the federal and you have your accountant run the return both ways. The software will do that. And then then the accountant can tell you, yeah, this, this year, let's go separate or next year joint or whatever it may be. So you can. And the reason it's different in non-community property state is you only have to report your own income. It's not this 50-50 split, you know, like a community property state. And it's not a problem if you switch back and forth when you, you file married joint and the next you file separate? I don't think so. Hmm. So I mean, the, the truth is I've I've hardly ever done it because we live in California. My tax clients used to be in California, so it really never came up. But I don't think it matters. What I think you could switch back and forth. Because here's what the, the concept is, is that, all right, well, here, my wife has this $48,000 pension, and she's got uh, other income or whatever she, she has. And I, I don't have any income. So my income is zero. My wife has a bunch of income. So if we file separately, well, then I'm not going to pay any taxes, and then she'll just pay taxes on her, yeah. her return. Yeah, and then he's thinking, I can do some Roth conversions on my side and pay very little. Exactly. And I can take advantage of these lower rates and, and convert money into a Roth and not pay any tax or, or yeah, like you said, pay very little. But in California, is that, well, no, it, it's basically the same. And you just phase yourself out of other things pretty quickly because the, the, the IRS, it, it appears they don't really care for people filing separately, but that's just my observation. 
Well, here's here's my observation. They they don't necessarily care about it, but they you do get sort of penalized for because in many cases you do end up better. So they they have quicker limitations. So to kind of even it out a little bit more is what I've seen. Uh, third question from Robert here. Based on our ages, would it be would what would be a reasonable budget for us? Um, I think we need $5,000 a month to cover expenses. Uh, my wife gives me $1,200 a month to help with the overall household expenses. Any spitball yeah. you can do regarding where we take the money to pay the taxes on RMDs or any other actual items I could date to mitigate taxes moving forward would be greatly appreciated. Keep up the wonderful work. Uh, so he wants to spend $5,000 a month. I think you're good. Your pension covers that. Yeah, yeah, totally good. Although the way I read the question, he says five thousand dollars a month to cover my expenses. So I think they might, they might have separate money. And she but gives she's giving them twelve hundred dollars, right? And so I've got the answer. You can spend ninety-two thousand. <laughs> Here's how I get it. So I take your million dollars at four percent. That's forty grand. I take your social security of thirty-eight thousand. I take money coming from your wife of fourteen thousand, which leads me to believe you could spend around ninety-two thousand, assuming that I'm understanding this question right, that you're asking just for your side, because we don't really we don't have enough information on what your wife wants to spend. So that if I got the question, I think you could spend about ninety grand. I think it's way more than that. But <laughs> well, well, yes, but but I'm I'm taking him in a bubble because I think that's how he asked it. So you're saying that Robert here, I'm saying Robert can spend ninety two based it, upon, but his wife Myrtle <laughs> is is spending something else. So you think that it's co completely separate? Where hey, he's 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 talking to his wife and is like hey. Uh, can you can you can you throw me a bone? Yeah, yeah. I need another twelve hundred dollars on top of the five thousand dollars that I have that I so I can spend, and then you spend whatever you want from your pensions and your your dollars. Is that, okay? So is that how that, you're reading that, this? That is, but let, let me ask answer it your way. So Robert can spend ninety two thousand based upon wife's income. Uh, let's see, minus the the twelve hundred ish. Um, probably probably another seventy thousand. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking yeah, so, close so, to 200, so, 150 so, grand. Yeah, I get, yeah, 150, 160, joint. Joint, okay. But but if you're just looking at your side, I think it's 90. Based is, that upon, you, is, is that how you and your wife run your finances? No, absolutely not. But uh, some people do, Joe. Is that, I know if, I, some friends of mine actually have, you know, they've been married since 1981 and they've kept their finances separate the entire time. Yep. So they go out to dinner and it's like, <laughs> hey, can we get split checks? No, sometimes one will pay, the next time the other will pay. And if so they're they doing, have, if they're doing they house renovations, then they have to like, okay, some of it comes out of your account, some of it comes out of my account. I'll pay for the, you know, fix, fixing the refrigerator this week and, you know, next month you pay for something else. You, and oh, they've wow. done that for years. You think they have a journal? All right, Probably. Hey, hey, I, picked <laughs> up, I picked up Applebee's last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I think I'll tell you where I think it's common is uh, second marriages. When you've already accumulated assets and you have different kids, that's very common that they keep it separate. So that's one way. Another way is it's just I know couples, too, from the very start. Andy, just like you, it, they just wanted to keep their finances separate. That's just how they've done it. Yeah. Just going, dang it. I wish I had thought of that. Yeah, yeah I know. Too, it's too late. <laughs> it's, well, it's my first. It's her second. She's got a kid. And so it's like, yeah, I, 
I'm I'm going to start employing that. We'll see how far that goes. <laughs> I I wouldn't recommend it if you haven't already done it. We got Mike from Minnesota on the line here. He goes, "Hello, I'm seeking validation or recommendations. What's up with this recommendations? <laughs> I don't know. We don't give recommendations here. We don't give advice. Um, so validation. Can we even give a validation? No. You can spitball. We're spitballing. We're spit- we're, we're, we're going to talk about you. We're just chatting." <laughs> On a bar stool about your situation based upon what we know about you. Yeah, we're going to talk. The longer the show goes on, the less likely it is to be a good spitball because they're drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we'll just. All right. What's he asking here? He's got a household income of 250000 Here okay. is some personal information about us. We are 41 and 43 years old, five and two year old daughters. We have zero debt outside of $220,000 mortgage, which will be paid off in three years. All right. He's maxing out his 401k. He's maxing out a simple IRA and they're maxing out an HSA. And they got a couple uh, thousand dollars going into the little 529 plans. Um, They're also trying to put in 15% uh, in a taxable brokerage after their Roth 401k. I'm also curious, uh, considering our income and tax rate, if a backdoor Roth makes sense for use or if we should just contribute with the taxable account as we anticipate our retirement withdrawal will be less than a hundred thousand dollars annually currently we have four hundred thousand dollars in retirement accounts thank you and please continue to the great work you do to educate us through your podcast um this is one of the strangest questions we've got Okay, so backdoor Roth, does that still make sense? That's one is there another question? I don't know. It's it's like he's gonna pull out a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know when. Yeah. Well, if you're asking us to spitball whether you're on track for retirement, we don't have enough information. <laughs> we need to know when you want to retire, but if you're gonna spend a hundred thousand, is that in today's dollars? But here's here, I'll do this. You got your calculator? I do. All right. So he's putting in twenty two fifteen. Um, let's say it's $40,000 a year, $400,000 at $40,000 a year contributions. Yeah. I'll, um, just, I'll do 6%. And why don't we go about to 20 years? Yeah, 20 years. That sounds good. Yeah. 20 years. Uh, about two and a half million, something like that, maybe 2 million. Uh, let's see. I did something wrong here. 400. Oops. Forgot that. See, I told yeah, you two, the more you drink, the two, harder it two, gets. 2.8. All right. 2.8 million. So, if, if you continue to contribute what you're contributing with $400,000 in retirement accounts and you go 20 years, you got 2.8. So 2.8, let's call it 3%, four, oh, at 62, probably 4%. So it's 100,000 and some change. Yeah, I get 112. Let's, let's just say 110 is probably the number. Uh, okay, plus, so- plus you got Social Security coming, which I don't think we know what that is. But um, now if you just take, if, if 100 is what you want to spend, in, and that's in today's dollars, and we use a 3% inflation rate, that's going to be 180, right? It's close. Close. I mean, we don't, again, we don't know what Social Security is. That's typically what fills the gap in a situation like this. But I mean, and maybe, you know, maybe you can, maybe you have to work 23 years, right? It, it, but yeah, it's, I guess the point is you, you've got something very workable here. Yeah. Um, so if, if that's a question, we're just making this up now as we go. <laughs> it, it is good when we have specific questions rather than. But yeah, I what guess do you the, think? The, 
the one question was, should I keep doing a backdoor rush? And the, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Um, all right, Mike. Well, yeah, you're saving a ton of money. You're saving forty thousand dollars in the two fifty. What I don't even know what percentage that is, but it's um, it's a it's a good percentage. For that's, 40, yeah. that's sixteen percent. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's that's strong. That's a strong. That's, that's a strong percentage. But <laughs> how's my portfolio? Yeah, it's strong. Strong. Don't worry about the balance. It's strong. How's my savings rate? Strong. Uh, <laughs> doing a hell of a job, Mike. Uh, all right. Hopefully that that helps a little bit. What about you? Are your portfolio and savings rates strong? Spend a couple of minutes with our retirement calculator at easyretirement.com. That's E-A-S-I, retirement.com, and find out. It's free. Create an account, plug in your income, savings, and expenses, and see how likely you are to run out of money in retirement. E-A-S-I stands for Education, Assessment, Strategy, Implementation. These are the building blocks of a sound retirement plan. YMYW provides the education and the calculator helps you assess your financial wellness and map out your strategy. Then click Planner Plus anywhere in the calculator to talk one-on-one with an experienced financial advisor to begin implementing a plan. Try it for yourself now at easyretirement.com and let us know what you think. That's E-A-S-I retirement.com. Hey there, Joe Big Al. Just want to reach back out and say that my kids did go to stuntman training. Didn't they? Oh, yeah. I He's remember, following yeah. up, letting us know yeah. that, yeah, they went and they enjoyed it. Oh, they had an absolute blast. Currently have learn how to fight like they do in the movies. It's very interesting to watch them on the weekends. Anyway, we're currently on our way to the National Museum of Funeral History. <laughs> wow. They, they, they had some other trip of, of some weird place, didn't they? Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I can't either. But to go, I mean, is that like foreshadowing? They're going to stuntman training, so now they know to know funeral history? Oh, it could be. Of course, it wouldn't be a happy road trip without throwing on a couple of your old episodes. The kids love it. Just had a question about how in the world am I going to retire at a reasonable age of 45 and my wife's 44. (laughs) I work outside the home and she's a homemaker and also homeschools the kids. What if she teaches them a little bit more on the the stunts? Could be or about funerals or whatever their interests are. I make about $120,000 a year and currently have about $150,000 in my 401k and $30,000 in a Roth IRA. Contribute a total of $1,500 to my 401k, $500 to my Roth monthly. Would I be on track to retire at age 70 if I estimate my expenses to be $70,000 or will I work until I keel over? Uh, will I have to contribute more to hit my goal at 70? Any insight you guys can provide would be awesome. Well, I did a little math here, Joe. So All let right. me let me take a stab at this. So, um, so they got one hundred eighty thousand to start with. They're adding twenty four thousand a year. I just use six percent, pretty conservative rate. Over twenty five years, they end up with two point one million, four percent distribution rate, eighty four thousand. Okay, and then Social Security. Who knows? I'm just I'm going to estimate 60 grand at that point. So that's 144 roughly uh, of a quick calculation of income and their expenses at 70, 25 years from now, 3% is 146. So it's the same number. So, yeah, it seems like uh, it seems like, Mike, you may be on track. What I would be interested in if I were you is like, 
how much more would I need to spend so that I could retire at 67 or whatever age you decide? And then maybe it's worth putting in a little bit more to do that if that's what your goal is. That's that's how I would approach this, I think. But based upon these very quick numbers, I think uh, I think you're on track. Yeah. I mean, a couple of things to note here, too, as we go through all of these different cases, um, I mean, there's so many things that can change. Inflation can go up. It can go down. And we use certain averages. The rate of return on the overall portfolio, if you get a half a percent more over 15, 20 years, that's a big number. Yeah, uh, Your living expenses might go up or down. You might move. There might be a, a health um, you know, issue where you might have to pull a lot of money out of the overall accounts to do something for an emergency. So, I mean, this is why this is a process. And please don't email us every six months to say, hey, am I still on track? <laughs> like, this is something for you, you all to really you know, pay attention to. But I think we're, we're what we're trying to do is give you a good starting point to say, hey, am I on track? Am I doing the right things? Are there some ideas and strategies that I should be looking at? And then, Or maybe you have questions in regards to certain uh, tax law if you qualify or don't. And so, and we're trying to have fun with this. So, and, and thank you all for bringing in a, a ton of these emails. I don't know when we'll ever get get through with them, but um, from a compliance perspective, this is yeah, just, that's, just look at little, you. This is like the compliance show. <laughs> have, have they come down yeah. on you, Joe? Oh yeah, I'm getting my ass kicked over here. So just, oh, wow, just have you know. So this episode, we'll keep on playing to the regulators when they come <laughs> knocking on your door, Andy. We got Marty, San Diego. Hey, gang. Wife and I are both 40 years old. We live in San Diego. Uh, together, we make about $165,000 gross. Uh, we fully invest in our Roth IRAs, put a couple hundred bucks in the HSA, and 529 each month. Uh, my wife contributes enough to get the max of our 401k, only 3% or so. We have about $150,000 in our Roth, $80,000 in pre-tax accounts. $80,000 in pre-tax accounts or after-tax accounts? Uh, 80k uh, in pre-tax. Okay. Yep. 35 in cash, 20 in 529, 20,000 in after-tax brokerage. Okay. Yeah, 300 300k. 300 total? Yep. Uh we both plan on working for 20 to 25 years as we like our jobs of a teacher and a nurse. Uh we both also have pensions and together they should total around 230 or so a year at 65. Wow. That's a Big number. Yeah, that's very that's very strong. Okay, well that's it. Can we retire? Sure. Yes. Have another crispy boy. <laughs> then <laughs> I don't know what our expenses will be in retirement. Uh we couldn't spend we currently spend about twelve thousand dollars a month. We're pretty simple people who will want to travel a bit, eat good food, and spoil our future grandkids. Nothing super excessive. Uh can you spitball what our retirement income may look like? Also. How would it look differently if we stopped contributing to our Roths in about five years? We are considering upgrading to a different house. And I don't know if we can upgrade and put the money um, as well as put the money into the Roths. Okay. Lastly, if I do feel like it's getting too tight to contribute to our Roth, should I sell the stocks in my after-tax brokerage and use the money to invest a few more years in our Roths or just keep it in the brokerage? Thanks. I've been binge listening to the show and I've laughed and learned a lot. Marty. Thank you, Marty. Yeah, cool. Uh, all right, Marty. I like where his head's at. He's going to have a ton of money in pensions. 
But yeah, that's yeah. assuming that if they work 20, 25 years, something could happen. God forbid yeah. nothing happens, but I know. something could that could blow them up. So I don't want them to stop saving money. I, I agree. I, I did just a little simple math. It's starting at 300000 doing the Roth IRAs. I just did 13000 a year between the two of them, 25 years, even though there's a catch-up later, right? And they probably end up 6% at about $2 million. And 4% distribution rate at that point is 80 and that they say the pension is two thirty, just assuming it's a flat number. I don't, maybe it's maybe it's going to be a lot higher, but that's three ten. And if I look at their current expenses, a one forty four three percent of twenty five years, I get three hundred thousand. So they're like right on track, right? So I would say, Marty, this looks pretty good. If you want to take a little bit of money out for uh, for the home, yeah, you can figure it out. I mean, th- there's. You're kind of right there, but I, I think you got some room to maneuver. Yep, I agree. I do like the fact, take the money from, from the brokerage and put it into the Roth if you can't afford it from cash flow. Yeah, good point. Because you always have FIFO tax treatment, first in, first out. So any dollar that you put into a Roth IRA, you can take right back out. No taxes, no penalties. But all the earnings are going to continue to grow for you tax-free. Like, so I'd much rather have money in a Roth that, let's say, if the money in the brokerage account is still earmarked for your retirement, well, then put it into a Roth IRA for sure. If you can't cash flow, let's say you get a little, um, you want the nicer home or the bigger home, or I don't know if it's nicer, maybe it's bigger, different area, whatever. Um, and then cash flow is a little tight. Sure. If you want to stop contributing, but still put money into the Roth each and every year by transferring it from the brokerage account because you still have access to it. There's still liquidity there. You just won't have access to the earnings um, until you're 59 and a half or five years, whichever's longer. So, um, yeah. So if you get the new place, I would carry some kind of new fridge. It's going to put in the garage. The yeah. Place. And then dro- drop us a line. Uh, Joe's going to show up. Yeah. Not announced. You better have a lot of cores at all times. <laughs> yes. keep, that, keep that thing stocked. Um, cool. Is um, Are we done? We're done. That's all. All right. That is it for us. Uh, appreciate y'all listening. We'll catch you again next time. Show's called Your Money or Wealth. Canadian whiskey, hard seltzer, what up and how's it? 17 years of YMYW, Joe's mellowing, crispy boys in the garage fridge, and binging in the derails at the end of the episode, so stick around. Help new listeners find YMYW by telling your friends and family about the show and by leaving your honest reviews and ratings for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and any other podcast app that accepts them. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule your free financial assessment in person at one of our seven offices around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. Uh, Jesse enjoys a wiser whiskey. Wiser Whiskey. Never heard of that. Anyone? AP's Wiser Deluxe is an award-winning, full-flavored Canadian rye whiskey. Ooh, the only Canadian whiskey I've ever had is Windsor, and it comes out of a plastic bottle. <laughs> oh, that sounds really high class. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, that's <laughs> 
That's what my dad used to drink. Oh, Windsor. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Buddies from high school. They still drink Windsor. <laughs> yep. It's like, well, I got a Canadian club. Wow, that's garbage. I need blue. So if you ever come to my house again, Big Al, I might have a rubber bottle of Windsor somewhere. Okay, I'll, let's do it. Let's sit by the pool and drink it. Yeah, Sounds good. A little, yeah, put a little couple ice cubes in there. We'll have a good time. <laughs> just, just warn me. I won't drink two days before. <laughs> or two days after. Or after. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's see. Uh, Becky sips on a little carbless heart seltzer. Carbless. Never heard of it. It's a Wisconsin-based handcraft premium vodka and tequila cocktail. Ooh. All right. Ooh, look at that. Encyclopedia, Andy. Yeah, she's quick. She's she's good on the trigger. She is. like a hard seltzer. I'm I'm kind of getting into those, even though I would like usually never admit it. Um, <laughs> they're light, refreshing yeah. on the it's golf the new course. wine cooler. Yeah, it's kind of like the yeah. Yeah, uh, I've never got into that yet. I've so, tried it a couple times. No, takes kind of a hit to my manhood a little bit, but. I'm surprised you'd admit it, but yeah, well, like, you, you know, know white, I'm not a big fan of the white claws, but I do. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy, uh, I'll have a, a couple Trulies. Got it. Okay, but carbless. Cool. I might have to try that. I think so. Did All Al right. just say what up? Yeah, what yeah up? Joe didn't even Joe didn't even comment. Man, I caught that. I didn't even hear it. You know, in in Hawaii, they don't even say how's it going. They say they go how's it. How's it? All how's right. it? How's it? What up? Yeah, how's it? <laughs> I wish I discovered your podcast five years ago. Wow, five. Oh, we've been doing this for 15, well, 20, 20. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, if I think about it, Joe, I think we've been doing it about 17 years, I think. 17 years. Wow. Yep. Can't believe we're still doing this crap. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we still like each other. I know. That, that, that... Oh, man. 17. At 15 years ago, I was like 20. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were good at math. Yeah, you were thirty-five. No, no, you were thirty-three. Yeah, thirty, around thirty years old. Thir- thirty-two. I'll give you thirty-two. Thir- thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, my wife has really started to like the episodes more, and she said that Joe really has mellowed out in the past year. What the hell is this mellowing out? Yeah, you're married now. You're you're becoming a, an adult. Married kids, wine spritzers. <laughs> oh my god! Oh right. yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just sound like a total douche. <laughs> I mean, I, I have swear, to edit that. Like, like three years ago, I'm single. I'm living downtown San Diego, right? You know, playing golf often, having a good time, hitting the bars. You know, yep. dating scene is untouchable. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm living in the suburbs. I'm yep. drinking wine spritzers. Yeah. And you're well, you admit di- it even. And I got two kids. Dude, your diapers. wife is hot. <laughs> That's uh, why you married her, right? That, well, that is true. You need to play this episode for her. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> maybe that's why I'm mellowed out. I'm just like in a coma, just at it's, home. Just It's like it's like you're happy, right? That's what's supposed to happen. I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if this is happiness or if this is <laughs> just a shock. <laughs> Well, you'll look back in 10 years, and then you can answer then. All right. She also said that Big Al is a, her spirit animal. Nice. Also, <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. Uh, she's a little odd sometimes. You guys are a hoot. Wow. I, that's the first time I've been called that or the same spirit animal. Oh, so You are awesome. a spirit animal. I, <laughs> you are. What, what kind of animal am I? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. You're you're a spirit animal. (laughs) I I, I agree. I agree with Mike. My garage fridge is full of CLs. Little crispy crispy boys. Little CL crispy boys there, Big Al. I don't know what that is. I assume it's Coors Light. Light. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. And is that because it's crisp? I, I never really referred to a Coors Light as little crispy boy. I never heard of that either. I'm going to go to Marty's house. <laughs> and then we're going to go to the garage fridge. And he's like, yeah, man, you want a little CL crispy boy? Yeah, right. Okay. No, I, I got it now. I I would say, I'd say, well, Coors Light, that's the most common. Silver Bullet, you know, that was that's another common one. I haven't heard of crispy boys. Yeah, I love it. I'm going to start calling it <laughs> CL crispy boy. You should. That's for the daytime. Oh, Marty. Yeah. And whiskey my, in the evening. Oh, my cupboard has whiskey for the evening. My wife likes tequila anytime. <laughs> Marty, give me your dress. We're going to hang out. <laughs> some little crispy boys during the day. And we're going to yes. get the whiskey at night and just watch his wife pound on some tequila. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a garage fridge yet, Big Al? No? No. Okay. I don't need it. I got I room so. in my fridge. Okay. We have we have salad and beer. That's that's all we need. <laughs> Could you binge the show though? I mean, I just listen to myself for like thirty seconds, and I just annoy <laughs> the hell out of myself. Yeah, but that's that's how all people are when they, when you hear yourself, right? It's terrible. Mind, it's awful. I, I I for me personally, when I see myself on TV, it's I, like I cringe. I gotta turn it off. It's like really, that's what I look like. I enjoy watching myself, but watching you, Al, I have to. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I would say I don't like watching either one of us. Yeah, me neither. 